0: You've probably noticed it whether or not your child is an athlete. You've heard the stories, athletes burning the candle at both ends, playing multiple sports at high levels, trying to balance school and sports and friends for hours each day while sacrificing sleep and eating well and blowing off stress in productive ways. Parents, with their hearts in the right places, of course, we know, may be pushing their kids to edge up work harder, get in front of the right people, get more practice, get the right positions, get more playing time, only to burn their child out, blow their bodies out, obliterate their interest in the very activities they once loved. But how could they not try? I mean, their kid is so talented. They may adore it, At some point, I mean, it looks like it's not even work. It's just fun until until it's not. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Let's discuss it today with Kirsten Jones. Kirsten Jones, peak performance and sports parenting coach, is a mom and a co-host of the Hashtag Raising Athletes podcast with Susie Walton, as well as a motivational speaker. Her first parenting book, Raising Empowered Athletes, which I read, just launched August 8th, 2023 from Triumph Books. Kirsten is a Hall of Fame D1 volleyball player from William and Mary in Virginia and 15-year Nike executive. She's got clients that include teen athletes and their parents, of course, where she helps them learn how to reach their goals by releasing There are limitations. We have so much to learn from Kirsten. Hello, Kirsten. Welcome to How to Talk to Kids About Anything.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. I'm thrilled to have you.
0: And as you know, we have parents listening in, we've got educators listening in, we've got coaches listening in from all around the world. Before we jump into our conversation about your new book, can you tell us what lights you up and energizes you?
1: Ooh, good question. I love helping people figure out what's holding them back Mm. and so much of what we do in life is between our ears and whether we tell us ourselves a story about what's possible or what's not and I, I love doing it with all people and so but right now I'm focused on helping parents and their athletes figure out what those things are and helping them get out of their own way so that they can can live their best life.
0: Your book is very well researched in terms of your personal experience. I mean, you you really provide a lot of stories of kids that we can relate to. I was reading your book and there was one sentence very early on that caught my eye and I started, people know I read with a pen in my hand, okay? And You were telling a story about a very talented boy who did both basketball and soccer. I'm sure you know who that is. He played full out, practices, games, practices, games, practices, games, and wound up with stress fractures. I think you even said like, he wound up like looking like a a question mark. It was just so visual. Anyway, when you spoke to his dad, he said, I'd like a do-over. I know I wouldn't make the same mistakes again. We talk so much about do-overs on this podcast. Parenting provides the ultimate do-over. I always say it like I, I, you mess up, you can try again. And then I wrote in the corner of that page, but not here, mm. not here. You don't get a do-over here, which is really, really tough. You even later say in a totally different chapter, you're talking about one girl who only got like four to five hours of sleep per night. And I like wrote like excelling versus health. Again, same sort of thing. Anyway, when when seeing talent in your child who seems to love sports and seems happiness when they're participating, it's it's hard not to think like, oh, I would do the same thing that the father did. Like, hey, like let's let's do more. So backing up, what advice would you have had for that dad who was helping his son set up that sports schedule. What would you have wanted him to do in hindsight?
1: So I believe we all parents from where we are with what we got from what we know. I don't think there's any parent out there. That's like, Ooh, I'm going to really screw up my kid. Mm -hmm. No, of course not. We're not starting from that position. We're starting from a, a place of, hey, I see my kid doing well. And this particular kid, he was big early, he ha- he hit puberty early. So, you know, in middle school, he was dominating soccer, and he was dominating basketball. So what parent wouldn't say, of course, do both. Mm-hmm. It's not until we have the power of hindsight, when we look back on some situations, you know, and able to have perspective to say, gosh, maybe doing eight days a week of both sports wasn't good for him. And so that's what this book is for, is for those parents who are on the front end of this experience, who are looking forward and seeing that opportunity, we need to be that, you know, that time out, that one, like, you know what, sorry, you're going to miss that practice, or sorry, we're going to go on this vacation, because we need to take care of your health. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And we're treating these athletes at five and six and eight and 12 like they're pro athletes and they're not getting rest, they're not getting sleep, they're not you know, they're not getting the nourishment they need and it's leading to overwhelm, breakdown, opting out. And right now we're seeing over 70% of kids by age 13 are leaving sport altogether. Why? Because they're not having fun. Why? Because our the parents, the adults, the coaches have made it not fun. Why? Because it's a full-time job. And mm-hmm. kids' full-time jobs should be playing, should mm-hmm. be learning about who they are as people by exploring, by being curious, and by learning through doing. And mm-hmm. we're taking that op- opportunity for creativity out because we pigeonhole them really early to say, nope, you've signed up for this. We're going, you set a date. This is what you wanted to do. We're going to be all in until you get to the pros. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the way it
0: works. I, I really appreciate the the hard truth,
1: you know, that those are all
0: truth bombs that we really need to know about. And I think, I don't remember who it was who said it. I've been doing this podcast in 2017, but somebody was basically saying, we have to be our child's frontal lobe, (laughs) you know, while they're developing and, and understanding that their brains are still developing. So they're not necessarily going to be able to think long-term and understand that what they're doing to their developing bodies and their developing brains right now can be damaging so we have to be their frontal lobe we need to kind of take ourselves out of it and look at it from the perspective of somebody who cares but also who somebody who you know is able to have their frontal lobe fully intact at that moment and say as you were saying, like, we need to be able to take a vacation, like, nope, we're going out to dinner, we're not going to be able to make that practice, you know, and, and understanding that your child may, you know, be worried about how that might backfire, but that in the long run, it's it's that long game. It's that, how are you going to be later on in life? Um, that's going to make the difference. Is that correct?
1: Yes. And I get it. Some people are going to be like, well, she's nuts and that's not going to happen because we're all in. Maybe she raised kids that weren't all in. And, mm. and that's not true. Uh, two of my sons are D one athletes and my daughter's playing high school volleyball. And, but what I'm, I, what I am saying is you need to check your own family values and I, and check regularly and check in with yourself as a family about what's, mo- what's most important to us. You know, we made the mistake of ha- letting our son, you know, uh, missed two practices because it was the week of Thanksgiving. The kid didn't touch the floor for two weeks after that because he missed two practices. You know, I, I think it's okay that my son missed practice to go to go to his family, to be with his family for Thanksgiving, but that's a personal decision. There are some families that are like, okay, well, we're not going to do that. And that's fine, mm-hmm. but you only get 18 years with them and then they're gone. So you only, you have this very limited amount of time to make memories with them and to have family opportunities that that's really the, you know, you can spend, throw all the money you want at other things, but it's about the memories of how you guys interact and what experiences they have with you that are going to take you far beyond the pitch or the pool or the playing field. And that's Mm -hmm. what I'm advocating for. This is good stuff. Uh, Obviously,
0: you know, your book just came out um, and My book is coming out. uh, How to talk to kids about anything. Everybody, please get my book. Get her book. Like this is we've spent so much time. This is our heart and soul. Please get these books and and support us. We're not famous people who you know can just uh, put some tweet up and it's going to be viral. So we're relying on you, and we appreciate it. And if you get our books, please write a review. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It could be the exact same review be really helpful. Now you talk about considering a big question, whose dream is it? And we hear quite a bit about parents living vicariously, don't we? You talk about being a potter, not a promoter, making it a positive experience rather than a negative one. What do you want parents who are listening to consider when pushing on the accelerator for their child in sports and
1: activities? There are only six words that our kids need to hear us say on the way home from the game, on the way there. I love to watch you play. Yes. That's it. I love to watch you play. Not that coach is a jerk. Not that kid shouldn't have taken the shot. Not what were you thinking in that moment? We need to take ourselves out of it. We need to sit back and allow them to have the journey and what you'll find is most times, by the time they get from the car to the yogurt shop, the game is in the rearview mirror. They've mm-hmm. gotten over it. We carry it around with us, you know, <laughs> like, and, and we want to talk about it and we want to perseverate on it. And if parents, you can't resist that, say, give them 24 hours. And the next day say, hey, do you want to talk about this? Mm. Nah, I'm good. Or yeah, actually, dad, I would love to ch- discuss it with you. hmm ask good questions. And here's the problem. We know the answer. We know what went wrong. We were, we were once where they are. We can tell them the answers. Mm -hmm. No, allow them to come up with the question, allow them to give the, give you their point of view and, and ask for their input. And it's when Mm -hmm. we do that, that they get to process it. They get to learn. And, you know, the equivalent is I'd say like, when you come home from the office, if people do that anymore, but When somebody starts peppering you with what did you do and how did you do it and what it's the Mm -hmm. equivalent right where you know the joke is the kids like you know trying to just play the soccer game and Mm -hmm. i've got a client right now where her dad texts her during her soccer game and i'm like i'm sorry what she goes yeah he'll he'll look at me from across the field and say your phone and she goes I'll have to go over and like, pretend like I'm just getting a drink of water so that I can look at my phone. No, no, absolutely oh, wow. not. Yeah, He should not be communicating. I don't care what it is he thinks he's solving by, by sending you a text, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you have parents have no business mm. doing that during their game. Let mm. them play. Mm. I love that. We did uh, talk to a- another
0: professional who said something similar, and I think that we really need to hit that home, because w- if our kids are are participating in sports to please us, if they're wondering what when they're on the soccer field, how do I look to my parents, then they're not fully immersed in the game. They're not having fun. They're not thinking for themselves. They're not thinking what do I want to do? What do how how do I want to play this? Uh, how do I, you know, what's my next step? Uh, they're thinking, what's what's my dad's next step? What's my mom's next step? What do they want from me? Now, <laughs> one of the biggest the biggest stories that did this very thing that just over-involved parents was that Varsity Blues scandal, um, and that we all remember well, but you'll remind us of a little bit. And I, I picked up on the very things that you did, and I really appreciated what you said in the book, that these parents who are trying to get their children into college by doing very over underhanded things and, and saying that they were, you know, crew members and sports members and had certain records and whatever, wound up saying these things in in a very, wound up being very public, right? That essentially, I don't believe in you. And Mm -hmm. so I needed to take over. That was what I got from it too. Like you're, you, you know, you were talking about that as well. Like, I just uh, didn't think you could do it, so I took over. I don't believe in you. So what are the lessons that we do learn from this scandal and, and how does it become a symbol of what not to do with our child who is in a sports or sporting activities?
1: It goes so far beyond the playing field and why I brought it up in the in in the book was, you know, again, I go back to when my son, my kids are now 22, 19 and 17. But when my middle one was in the first grade and I was new to the school, we were new, we had just moved to San Diego and there's a, a parents get together at the Panera to plan the picnic. And I show up to the to the Panera and all the moms are like, did you do the book report? Have you finished the book report? Did you you get the book report done? And I'm thinking, God, we were supposed to do a book report for the meeting. And they're like, no, 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 no. The kids have a book report and it's due on Friday. And so, of course, I go home and I say to Parker, you know, do you have a book report? And a typical seven-year-old's like, I don't know. Read the book? I don't know. And I was like, well, let me know if you'd like some help. And he's like, "No, I'm good. Going outside to play. You know, flash forward a couple of weeks later, I'm in the classroom, all the mobile book report mobiles are hanging from the ceiling and the veteran teacher, Mrs. Cunningham comes walking over to me and starts laughing as she sees Parker's, you know, the crayon and, mangled. Uh, mangled and there's <laughs> blobs of glue hanging off of it. And she says, some people don't think I can tell who did the work, yes. but I can. Yes. Yes, I, I actually had
0: a, fr- a, a friend of mine the other day say to me, oh my my kid had the cereal box uh, activity where they had to like decorate a cereal box. And uh, it was based on science. My my son had titanium and and he made like titanium O's, you know, like in, in, that was the cereal box and had explained, you know, what it was made of and all of that kind of stuff. He did quite well on the project. I'll tell you though, Whew. it it was tough not for me, for me to like just not do anything okay like he asked me for the paper I need what did he need blue light blue paper uh, to cover the cereal box so he cuts it out and he puts it he's in eighth grade by the way okay so like I really it just should be absolutely no hands-on right he glues it on or tapes it on or whatever. And of course I'd be like, do you need glue? Like, do you need glue? Do you, do you want... nope, this is the way I'm going to do it. Uh, okay. And then there was this little sliver missing. And I was like, okay. Um, Hey, you have this extra sliver. Do you want to cover that? No, I'm good. I think it's fine, mom. I think it's fine the way it is. I'm like, but we could just, and he's like, no, I don't, I don't think that's necessary. I was like, can I just, no. And I was like, and I have, I'm a child development specialist. So I actually have the little thing on my shoulder that says, knock it off. Like the, the, you're doing that thing that you know you shouldn't be doing and you tell people not to do. And yet here I am. I'm aware of the what the thing is saying on the shoulder and still words are coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it, but it, it was <laughs> challenging, but I did not touch the cereal box. He still did quite well, but I'm speaking to a, um, a friend of mine who also had a kid just doing the cereal box and she was like yeah I I wound up doing the you know I, I showed him how to cut it on the on the uh, like it was like a cutter like not a scissor like a cutter and 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 she was like and you know I helped him with it you know because I wanted it to be and a kid hear that I statement right mm-hmm. I wanted it to be perfect mm-hmm. and I wanted to and I was like, whoo, you know, you and you know, and he did do better on the project, honestly. Like not like so much perfect better, but like <laughs> he, he basically did, you know, a good amount better. And and so you can hear why parents do get involved because they they know that it it gives their kid that little bit of a leg up in the short run, because in the long run, my kid did it himself, so. He, and he did quite well. So he can own that, right? He can own that. Yes.
1: And if he didn't do well, and when Parker got a C or whatever, sure, oh, that happens constantly. (laughs) Right. Allow him to get the C because that's what he earned. Right. And then it flash forward and he's in high school, same exact situation, having dinner one night. And he's like, gosh, John's, you know, science project was amazing. And when I asked him, wow, you did a lot of research on it. He said, no, my mom likes to do that. Oh, I I remember remember that. that.
0: Right? Yes, exactly. So, my mom likes to the drawing,
1: right? Yeah. Or my mom likes to make
0: those nice drawings. I, and so I just, I let just want her- to do
1: it. And then his mom coming to college with you yeah. and his mom coming on the job with you. Right. And that's what, no, we're, that's a really good cre- point. Yeah. We're no, creating that. And the same thing's happening with youth sports because yeah. I'm going to take all the pain away. As soon as we don't like that coach, as soon as we don't like yeah. that club, as soon as, and we're, we're not allowing them that's to learn point. from their mistakes.
0: I am I am really acknowledging how difficult it is. Okay. Because like I said, like even in that very small example, like I literally had to like, I had to not look. Like I needed to go in another room because I had such a a desire to help. But what was that really for? Was it for it was yeah. for me, right? Like it's yeah. that's for, for me. Okay. Like how am I doing? Which really, yeah. it really is that. And, and that's with- what
1: we we're getting conflated, is yes. my parenting ego is tied to the bumper sticker. Yes. Oh, my kid goes to this college. Oh, my yeah. kid plays for this team. Oh, point. my kid was student of the month. Yeah. No, that has nothing to do with who I am as a parent. Yes. It right. has everything to do with what are we teaching them? What autonomy are we giving? Why I yeah. say empowered, take out athlete, put in artist. take out athlete, put in whatever. You know, like whatever your kid is focusing on, what we want is to raise children who have autonomy, who have agency, who are empowered to make and know that when I make a mistake, it's my mistake. And when I wanna really do the work, I also am gonna get the credit. You know, these parents that are like, We won the thing. We Were you, you want provided? the field? <laughs> yeah, we we provided the brownies, so we yeah. should get the credit. Like, no, <laughs>
0: no, it's valid. It's really valid. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I gleaned from your book was this: if we want our kids to be great athletes or really great at anything, as you're saying, don't lean in, lean out, like lean back. So how how can not getting involved help our children grow? Understanding that that means not giving unsolicited advice, not making the comments on the drive home. Like, what is it really, what is the subtitle underneath our child when we back off?
1: Oprah Winfrey had a show for 25 years. She had everybody from the President of the United States to the man next door to the homeless person on her show. She said, after the lights went out, every single person, regardless of where where their walk in life was, asked the exact same question when the camera stopped. Was I enough? Mm. Am I Mm. okay? We all want to know we're enough, that's it. It's that simple. Mm. And by parents or coaches or teachers, taking that away by being authoritative, authoritarian around, this is what you have to think and do and act and be. Mm. I don't get to know that. I don't get to learn who I am. So the gift is in parents or coaches, Sitting back, the best athletes I know, the Olympians. I live in Los Angeles. I'm surrounded by former pro athletes, and the ones that are raising their kids are leaning so far back because they know they mm. know how hard it is, right? Mm. And they're like, if my kid wants to do that, they're going to have to work really hard. I'm totally supportive of it, but I'm not going to be, you know, mm. making sure that that happens starting from the womb. If it, it's got to be intrinsically mm. driven. And the Mm -hmm. athletes that are the most successful or, you know, entrepreneurs or doctors or anybody, when you ask them, why do you do it? It's fun. Mm. Doesn't mean I'm having fun all the time. I work hard at it. Right. But I do it because I can't imagine not doing Mm. it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh,
0: love, chills, (laughs) fabulousness. Okay. So, If you see that your child is starting to break down, what would you say are the warning signs that we're supposed to be looking for that tell us it's time to have a conversation and it's time to back
1: off? The best parenting advice I've ever heard was to have 90 one minute conversations, instead of one Mm -hmm. 90 minute conversation. Mm -hmm. So parents, our job Mm. is to check in and check in frequently. And you'll see it because they won't be eating or they'll be sleeping a lot or they won't be getting enough sleep. They'll be, you know, I again, teenagers are their own breed but you know it's it's amazing my daughter was playing varsity volleyball last year and they had 5 30 a.m practice six days a week you're lucky if you got a mm, in the morning or <laughs> at, at night right like a grunt she's not playing right now in fact she she's like a whole different human being because mm. she's getting sleep mm-hmm. I mean sleep is a superpower yeah. and with when you know I get we lived in Buffalo for a while the the second graders would get on the ice at midnight yeah. because that was the only time that was available. Right. right. I mean, that is nuts. That is, that a, is full on bananas, full on bananas, and then have them try to get on, get to school and mm-hmm. sit and pay attention to learning, you know, how to right. write cursive or do math. Right. Like, are you kidding me? Right? <laughs> are they doing right. that anymore? Yeah. Do they do (laughs) that? Yes. Yeah. It's a priority because we got to go to Canada because we're in a big tournament or kindergartners are in a big tournament and they need to be doing that. You know, no, no, we need to start prioritizing them. And not, you know, and it's happening. You What used to happen at pro then was only college. It's trickled down. I yes. call it the professionalization of youth sports. Oh, and kids, we call it
0: age compression in yeah, in Yeah, these so, kids in, are in opting out
1: because by the end of high school, they've been, they've been a pro athlete for 15 years. Wow. Right? I've been doing this since kick and chase at three, four, and five. Wow. You know, and I write yeah. about that in the book too. Yeah. You know, there's the Stanford example of the kid who played golf. And the dad just said, Hey, we love it. We're all in. He starts golfing. We're all five kids are going to every single event because Johnny's really good at that. And he said, by the time we won the lottery and Stanford came calling and we got the full ride, we're like, we're set. Yeah. He came and he said, I'm done. I don't like golf. I'm done. I don't even know if I, I don't remember liking golf. Exactly. And I don't like Stanford. And I'm not going to golf, right. and I'm not going to stay I'm not going to Stanford. And yes. as a parent, you're gutted because you're like, right. wait, I was following your lead. You said right. you wanted to do this, right. And at five and eight and ten, I did. right. But maybe I don't anymore. Oh. so checking checking in frequently okay. and it can mean again, it can mean them pivoting as a senior in high school. And I know we've invested, we've given up every vacation. we've given up every you know, free dollar that we had, we've given up, you know, some people say, well, there's my guest house. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the guest house is, is gone into to use sports because, yes. or the vacation home, because that's right. what we've spent all of our summers and vacations doing. So right. parents who are on the front end of this, listen up. There's an opportunity to say, yes, we can be supportive. And yes, we want, you know, we want to support their dreams, but is it my dream or is it their dream? Right. And making sure
0: that, that you say, okay, I know my child, and I know when they're healthy and I know when they're not healthy and, and really like tuning into that, as you're saying, like, you know, your child best and being able to say to your child, here's what I've noticed. And I am first and foremost, your parent. Who loves you and wants to raise you as a, a healthy person and get you, you know, through this childhood and adolescence in a the healthiest way possible. And I would be remiss if I didn't say something right now. Here's what I'm seeing: you're not sleeping, you're not eating healthy foods, you're you're not blowing off stress in productive ways because you're 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 you don't have you don't have any friends. You don't have time for friends. You had friends, but you don't have time for friends. I know that you love this, but you also are not just that. And and we need to to give you time to be more than just this one aspect of yourself. Would you agree with that? Yes.
1: And parents, it's hard. And I know it's again, hard. it sounds sounds easy to say, but like I've got a tenant, a pro and wants to be a pro tennis athlete and if she misses one tournament then her utr goes down if her rating goes no. down then she doesn't get enough points if you don't get enough points it's like this quick right descent into purgatory wow just by, that's, by val- making, valid. Mm-hmm. It, that's valid yeah and it's just about okay you say you want to take a week off great here's what the repercussions will be mm. you can't just sign up for you know a lower tournament or a higher tournament to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Everyone counts. And that's starting at again, 10, 11, 12, right. you know, they're, they're putting it lower and lower. The only thing I can say is again, you have to decide as a family, what are, what are our values and what are, what am I yeah. seeing in my child? And oh my if goodness. you're seeing behavior that isn't healthy, then you need to be the parent right. and not just the manager, not right. just the one, the promote, not the, not the, the Potter, not the promoter, but be the Potter, but be say, Hey, this is going to take a long time and I'm going to take some short-term losses for some long-term gains. Mm. You may not get to go to that tournament, but what I'm worried about is your, your, your future health and happiness. Mm. Mm. Give us your top
0: tip. What do you want people to come away with after reading your book and listening to this podcast today?
1: That it's a journey and that we can do it together. And I say that as a, how do we support our kids and how do we support, I think the whole ecosystem can grow. And I'm a huge believer in random acts of kindness and helping each other out and help and modeling to our kids and parents. If you're a perfectionist, if you do no wrong, as my co-host on my podcast, Susie Walton says, get off on the wrong exit once, just (laughs) let them know, oops, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. allow our kids to see us being real because it gives them permission to be real. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to see on the test. Bummer. What happened? Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you want to do next? Next mm-hmm. time? Yeah. Okay. You got cut. All right. You're not getting playing time, you know, and I'm probably going to get fired at some point. I'm probably going to break up with somebody. I'm probably like, this is life. hmm and so again, some of these lessons I got I was speaking last week, and had a woman say, "Well, my daughter was told she isn't going to make varsity cross country because she took the SAT on Saturday." Oof. right? Like that just seems insane. I mean, that's, that's a just- good message
0: for coaches. Like, come on, like, right? You, you've got to support this ecosystem too, and exactly. allow allow these kids to be to be humans and understand that there's more to them than just being on the playing field on the mat wherever they are they, there's there's a future to to consider and somebody who gives up their opportunity to take the sat because they, they are afraid they're going to get in trouble with you that, that's not a problem with them that's a problem with the coaching system then exactly.
1: exactly so give
0: us the resource of the week where can we go to get more information about you your book and the great work you're doing
1: My website is kirstenjonesinc.com and you can go on there and there's some free downloads. I would love for you to follow my journey. I'm speaking all over the United States right now in the middle of this big book launch. And I want to get in front of as many parents and coaches and athletes. And I believe this is a resource and it's just a start. So thank you so much for having me on and, and please, I would love to connect with people along their journey. Reach out to me, let me know how I can help and together we can do this. Mm,
0: love it. I'm so glad you were on today. I think this is just the beginning of our possible work together. I know there's a lot of synergy between what I do, what you do, me with powerful words, you with all the stuff you're doing with athletes. And look, our books are just like a couple of weeks apart. I mean, yours just came out and and really needing to make sure we remember to to raise those healthy athletes. And um, And there's a lot to this. Um, and we can listen to your podcast, Raising Athletes podcast. And we also can get my book, how to talk to kids about anything. And we'll see a lot of synergy between those two. I hope all of the people are listening in today. will uh, remember to get this book and, and check in with Kirsten. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Dr. Silverman. It was great to be here.
0: Well, I've got my takeaways and sweet friends. I know you have yours, so let's discuss them. You can go up to Facebook, to the Dr. Robin Silverman page. We can chat about it on Twitter, which is now X, as we know. I'm Instagram under Dr. Robin Silverman. I'm going to be going back and forth with Kirsten this whole week. So we can be talking about some of the things she said. Hey, there were some inspiring things we can put on memes, throw it over. like say, hey, listen to what this lady said. She's doing, she is doing the work and she is making a lot of sense. Let's put that on a meme. Let's send it to our friends. Let's put it up at our gyms. Let's put it up at our schools. Let's send it to the coach because everybody needs this information. And if you love this podcast, like I did, I hope you'll go up to iTunes and rate and review it. I charge absolutely nothing for this podcast. I fund everything myself. And in order to do that, I really just ask that you all support this podcast in any way that you can, which is Go up and rate and review it. Give those five-star reviews. Say a few words if you feel like it. I would love it. Tell a friend. And then more people will learn about Kirsten and her book and all the great work she's doing. And it's a good thing takes so little time. I truly appreciate it. That's all the time we have for today, my fellow parents, leaders, and educators. Thank you so much for tuning in to How to Talk to Kids About Anything. For more information on books, articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, you go to drrobinsilverman.com. There's so many great podcasts up there, and the show notes to this podcast will be up there as well. I look forward to weathering the storm and enjoying the sunny side of life together. And please remember, even on the days when you fall short, you've got this you're here, you're getting the information you need. I know it's not easy, but typically there's a tomorrow. Of course, podcasts like this remind us that, hey, sometimes we can mess up and the tomorrow gets a little rocky. So listen up, all those people who've got stuff, we've got kids in sports right now. You might be able to take some little tweaks from this and apply them today. Parenting typically provides us with that ultimate do-over. So If you heard something today and you can apply it, let's do it. I see you and I'm right there with you. And as there are moments when we doubt our know-how, our choices, and our sweet sanity, please know you are 10 times the parent you think you are. Until next time, this is Dr. Robin Silverman with How to Talk to Kids About Anything. Please tune in again and keep connecting through conversation. See you next week. You've been listening to How to Talk to Kids About Anything with Dr. Robin Silverman. For more information on books,
1: articles, speaking engagements, or curriculum, please visit drrobinSilverman.com.